About two months ago, I had thousands of comments and private messages asking me to make this fanfiction. While the channel remains solely for Star Wars and nothing but factual or theoretical Star Wars videos, I'm a man of the people. And it is literally every single one of you who has made this channel what it is today, especially in such a short amount of time. And I hope in a few years we'll be over 1 million strong. That's neither here nor there. So I promised that on April Fools, I would make the most requested fanfiction that I've ever received. Well, it's April 1st. So for you who enjoy the content but don't care for anything comedy like this, turn away now. Tomorrow, I'll be back with an all-new video to help you get your fix. But today is dedicated to all those that wanted to see this. So, okay, here we go. What if Anakin liked sand? Our story today takes us back to the events of The Phantom Menace, when we first meet Anakin. Upon the events that led to the freedom of Anakin Skywalker from slavery, Qui-Gon tells him he is to come with him to learn the ways of the Jedi, and to one day become a Jedi Knight. Anakin screams, Yippee! I'm going to be free! Until he stops and says, But wait, can Sand come? Qui-Gon says, No. Anakin immediately begins to cry telling him he won't leave the sand behind. Shmi hugs Anakin and tells him to go, to always look back to the sand and never forget where he came from. What the f As they leave the sand-covered planet, Anakin tells Qui-Gon that he misses the sand and that the little vial he brought him wouldn't be enough. Qui-Gon leans in and tells him to be mindful of his thoughts and to not feed into his attachments. He was too busy moving the sand that Qui-Gon had brought him through his fingers like an hourglass as they sped towards Coruscant. The events would play out relatively the same for Episode 1, seeing as how Anakin didn't have much of an influence other than destroying the Trade Federation in space. Qui-Gon would die and Obi-Wan would train the boy at his master's wishes. You will be a Jedi. Episode 2 is where literally everything really changes. We see Obi-Wan and Anakin about to meet Padme for the first time in around 10 years, when Obi-Wan tells him to relax, to think of the sand, and to calm his nerves. Anakin enjoys the thought of sand. He does as his master tells him, and calms down. As the life of Padme is under attack, the Council orders Anakin to take her to Naboo, into hiding, where their love story truly begins to unfold. Anakin changes route and tells her it's his first time on a mission alone, and he wouldn't waste it on Naboo, telling her that Tatooine would be much safer. But in reality, we all know what Annie is up to. Landing near Mos Eisley and then walking into Mos Espa, Anakin spends about an hour making sand angels and castles out of his favorite substance. Once he reaches Wado's workshop and asks him where his mother is, Wado tells him that he sold her to some moisture farmer. With a scorned look, Annie and Padme leave to the Lars' residence. Now that Anakin is here a lot earlier than in the original timeline, he sets out to save his mother in the same fashion as before. However, now he took the long way on his speeder just so he could observe the sand and rocks a little longer. Arriving at the Tuscan camp, he sensed his mother in a hut and saw her beaten. However, she was not nearly as dehydrated or wounded like we all saw her in the original timeline. Meaning he skipped his dark side rage and stealthily took her out of there and back home. As everyone was happy to have Shmi back, he showed her to Padme 
as the last time they saw each other was over 10 years ago. Anakin stepped outside to look at the starry night sky. He felt happy. He had saved his mother. Finally, his nightmares could end, putting him at peace. Feeling a warm energy behind him, Padme turned back around to go inside when Anakin said, Don't go. Your presence is soothing. Anakin was finally ready to tell her about his obsession. The reason why they were here in the first place. As he rubs her arm with his finger, he tells her, I like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. As she looks at him in an awkward manner, he leans in for a kiss where she pulls away immediately. It's okay, he thinks to himself. He's surrounded by his true passion and reason to live, sand. The rest of the mission would result in everyone getting along well until it was time for them to leave to Genosis, where all the events would take place the way they had, except for the fight with Dooku. Anakin had kept that small vial of sand with him that Qui-Gon gave him all those years ago. When Obi-Wan tells him to take Dooku together, Anakin, having just spent a long mission with his mother, Padme, and Sand, he felt refreshed, calm, and ready. Sand, sand, sand. He would obey his master and take him together. Only this time, as they circled Dooku, Anakin would pull a fast one and take the vial of sand and throw it in Dooku's eyes, distracting, partially blinding, and irritating the Sith Lord, as Dooku would scream in pain, telling him how it's so coarse, rough, and irritating, how it got everywhere. Anakin would strike him, taking him into custody with Obi-Wan, telling him to never underestimate the power of the sand. Dooku would be taken back to Coruscant to the Jedi Temple, where Anakin would be promoted to the rank of Jedi Knight for defeating the Sith Lord with his cunning tactics. As the Council would interrogate their old and most esteemed ally, Dooku would finally cave as he looked at Obi-Wan, remembering Qui-Gon, his late Padawan. He would tell them everything he told Kenobi before about how Sidious was the Sith Lord that they were looking for, and that it was actually Palpatine in disguise, clouding their judgments with the dark side of the Force. Sending Dooku to Galactic Prison. I've been looking forward to this. All Jedi Masters, including Anakin as the new knight, would enter the Chancellor's office and arrest him. There was no escaping this. Sidious could not take literally the entire Jedi Council by himself. His plans had failed, and he knew it. Dooku would testify against him in the court of the Galactic Senate, where Palpatine would be found guilty for high treason, the Clone Wars, and the attack on Padme's life. As they watched the trial, Anakin played with sand in his pockets. They were absolutely filled for boring occasions like these. If anyone needed to find Anakin, all they needed to do was follow his sandy trail of grains. Palpatine would be arrested for eternity. Dooku would be reinstated as a Jedi Master on the Council after earning their trust back. Anakin would eventually become a master and take all the short trips he wanted to Tatooine to visit his mother with Padme. Padme would give birth to Luke and Leia, who would be admitted and trained at the Jedi Temple by Yoda himself. When their children were teenagers and powerful enough to protect the galaxy, Anakin would resign from the Order to retire on Tatooine with Padme. He'd go to spend the rest of his life with her, where they would travel the galaxy for the most sandy, hot spots they could discover. Naturally, their adventures led to a romantic rendezvous on the planet of Jakku, where a mysterious presence would reveal itself to him, causing him to return to the temple and inform the council of the new threat that was rising from the shadows, threatening to destroy the galaxy 
to destroy all planets with sand. Donning his robes again, Anakin would return as the prodigal Jedi Master to save the galaxy from destruction. I hope you guys enjoyed this absolutely ridiculous fanfiction. Just know how much I care about your comments to have actually done this instead of some Last Jedi news or something about Vader. I did have a blast writing it, and I hope you all laughed with me and everyone else as I'm sure. If you did, as always, leave this video a like, and I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, may the sand be with you.